Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And unfortunately for the listener who doesn't like when, or not necessarily doesn't like, but says that we talk too much about Taylor Swift in situationships, today we are only talking about that because 1989 Taylor's version was released this week. Yay! Um, um, initial thoughts of like primary reaction as soon as you started the album what was the what was the feeling well i was going through a bit of a personal um domestic turmoil when it was coming out oh the mushroom oh (laughs) i was like what happened with your roommate sorry (laughs) no it was something that happened to the both of us Mm. um and so i was like oh the vibes are wrong but (laughs) 1989 fixed that. The mushroom is not a problem right now, I think. Mm. Is it still there? No, it like was shriv- it was shriveling up by the time we got home the second day, but like maintenance okay. just like kept not coming. Mm. But it like was oozing stuff, so that's when we were like, uh, but then he came by and like scraped it off and did like mold a stat and there's like a real dude coming tomorrow. That's wonderful. Like, I'm a- so thankful yeah. that your mushroom Anyways. Yeah, so 1989 fixed my problems. Um, I think that this is a stronger re-record than Speak Now, Mm. but I don't know if we will get... Like, I think that Red and Fearless were really strong re-records because they felt a lot more similar Mm -hmm. to the originals, and I just don't know if we're going to get that ever again. So I'm glad that 1989 was better than Speak now in my opinion it was a better re-record yeah i will say the more we get into these fun poppy techno sounds the worse the like the the shift has been um which i think is so interesting because like speak now being like worse than red i was like red's got so many yeah that didn't make sense to me yeah and it i do have a theory okay hit me with it and okay first of all i am a Jack Antonoff apologist in the sense that he has made some of her best mm-hmm. songs, but I think that those songs were all when in a singular album he was not producing every song. Like yeah. New Year's Day, Cornelia Street, August. You know, mm-hmm. like well, I don't, did he? I think him and Aaron tag teamed all of folklore. Is that correct? But mm-hmm. anyway, even then, like it wasn't like he's the sole producer on the whole thing. And so like those songs really stood out. But mm-hmm. then like with Midnight, it was just him like fucking around on the synth. And it was very experimental. Like they were, they were pretty transparent about that. But the thing is that Midnight's blew her celeb, like her fame, up so much. But I think where they misinterpreted that is they thought that oh, Midnight's is like the most popular amongst the fans. But really, it's just that it became popular with the general public, and it yeah. just got more listeners. And I don't think that a lot of the original fans would say that Midnight's is their favorite sound. Like, for yeah. me, Midnight's is bottom half of her albums, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I was progressively liking her albums more and more for the most part. So it's interesting that Midnight's fell that flat for me. Yeah. And so I think because of how well Midnight's they did, they took that as an indication that, like, oh, we should do more of this kind of sound. And so I think they, like, messed around a lot on, especially 1989, because that's another pop album. So, like, they Mm -hmm. added a lot 
uh, like people have been saying like oh the vault sounds so much like midnights which first of all i don't really love that comment because i'm like well yeah it's another pop album by taylor swift like but it does but, sound more like midnight yes than any there of are the certain albums, sounds you know? that were specifically like a lot of like the like bejeweled shimmery sounds Ugh. and like the like the little like Mechanical moaning thing that starts sound. in yes, um, like the scr- it sounds like your old like the scratchy planner thing. That yeah, was in the two thousands, it makes yeah. me. It's almost like a bird. It's like ah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I think like something shifted release wise ever since Midnight's. Well, first of all, like separate issue is that fans are expecting so much. Like we already got the double drop when we got the three AM tracks. Like stop thinking she's gonna do that with every album. Okay, this is a lot of thoughts, so I'm gonna pause you yeah. so we can it is. not go too many different places. Yeah, I think when it comes to the production, it's also cheaper to just not have a live band and like a whole bunch of different yeah. artists come into the studio and like work with her. And so a part of me is like are they cutting corners? Like, is it just easier to like do it the Jack Antonoff way? And like, you know, I keep thinking back to that clip of um, this is why we can't have nice things when she's like, I want a boys choir. And he's just like on the keyboard, like trying different like boys choir sounds like in his studio, you know, like you can just make noise and it will all fit together. I do think Midnight's is very 2020s album production yeah. quality too. Yeah. Like it is a sign of the times that we like those like, and it, it's very bleachers coded. Like it's very much the new like era that everybody expects of music new to be in where it, like it's this fake grittier sort of sound. I hate it though. Like that's why I've been leaning I don't, more I don't like it either. into the pop I've, punk. I will always like live Totally. Like, I think that's why Olivia Rodrigo is, like, a breath of fresh air. Like, she does have heavily produced music, but she does have that really cool, like, guitar full band sound Mm -hmm. as well. Yes. Um, And so I do think that there is a hunger for that. And it's interesting to me that they are leaning so, like, far into the heavily produced version. I do say it fits a lot of the 1989 sound. Like, the vault tracks were the most glaringly obvious places where it was just, like, straight jack antonoff style production but i mean for the most part like it works i you know style did get kind of messed up a little bit and there's some tracks that i was like okay like yeah but i would say for the most part it is just it's it's 1989 and 2023 you know like it's just hitting the sign of the times a lot harder than you would have initially thought also people don't realize a lot like a lot of this, like, the, it's her it's her synth pop album because it's 1989. Right. Like, that's why a lot of it, it, like, sounds a certain way. And also, another reason why I don't like the whole, like, Midnight's comparison is, like, 1989 was the blueprint. Like, I mm-hmm. was thinking last night in the shower, like, if I could categorize every Midnight song into a different album, I feel like the only ones where I was like, this is such a distinctive Midnight sound is snow on the beach and high infidelity like those are the mm. ones where i was like i i don't know what else to do with it because that's just so oh and midnight rain i was like yeah. that's just so midnight <laughs> so that sounds like yeah i feel like question is very 1989 coded like mm-hmm. there's a lot that fits that same and i think like reputation kind of gets in there too a little bit when we talk yes. about this pop yeah. sound and her storytelling and the ways that that's changed but um yeah, I I think overall I was pretty satisfied with the album, um, yeah. and I was pretty. I want to say like okay, I was talking with Haley about this. I like the vault tracks. Like I think the lyrics are good. I think she's got a lot of great storytelling in there. 
but I hate the production on a lot of them. Exactly. Yes. Suburban Legends yeah. didn't stick out to me at all in any no. way, shape, or form. And so that's no. something that like I that one's just like a wash for me. Um, but the mm. rest of them, I really liked this like style and like quality of it. Slut, I was like probably the least impressed slut with. Was underwhelming. It, yeah, I I had a bet going with my coworkers where it's like, is slut gonna be like a me where it's like really mm. like over the top sort of storytelling? I was expecting me. Or I was kind of expecting like a um blank space. Like it is like, a blank yeah. space sister, Which, but it's not when it comes to like the tone. And I was expecting a lot more. I want to like, know what it sounded like originally because mm. like yes these are very jack antonoff producing sound and i want to know what they originally sounded like when she wanted to put them on the album because she was saying slut and blank sp- she was deciding between slut and blank space well she so said like, like she wouldn't do world- both of them was what she yeah, said like yeah, she, she like they're because it's the same idea yeah but it's it's like in some ways, like, they're so drastically different. Like, right. the, I mean, first of all, there's the tempo, but then also, like, thematically, like, Blank Space is completely satirical. Yeah. Where Slut is very earnest. Yeah, where it's leaning into, like, okay, I will be the things that you're saying that I am. Like, I'll be the fucking slut. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I understand why she wouldn't put them both on the album because they, they're, she's saying the same thing twice, basically. Um, yeah. So I just want to know what it originally sat like all of them like her voice memo. Like. And I, yeah, and like I wonder if it was even called slut in the beginning. I yeah, thought it was I'm, interesting like, that it was slut with quotes around it too. Like yeah, I thought that exactly, was a really interesting not, choice because in the lyrics, I don't think they're like I I can kind of see where it's like she's saying like oh if they'll call me a slut. So that's where I'm like it, it'd be different if it was like, if they'll call me slut. Like that yeah. would make a little bit more sense why it's quotations but I don't see why it's in quotations and I don't see why like even if we're talking from like a marketing or like PR standpoint like I don't see what the quotation marks The exclamation add. point is also the interesting element to that which is why I thought it was going to be like yeah. me where it's more me. sort of like upbeat and it's Scott that's the only she only has like what three songs with punctuation question yeah. me and slut ready for it Oh and ready for it So I don't know I just thought it was really interesting that yeah it I don't I just it was good. I didn't hate it. I was that was the one that I like first like the album dropped and I was like I'm listening to this one right now. Um, oh oh I hate the clink clink line though. I wrote that down. Me too. Clink, clink I was, was thinking so about that stupid. today. I was like that's like it's growing on me. But my one critique is clink clink. Yeah. Um. And I I thought it was really reputation coded. Like overall, when it comes to like um like let's, we need to take the word coded away from you. I'm sorry. It's um it's a la reputation. It's giving <laughs> reputation. Um, okay, say don't go. I love that it's in her lower register. I thought it was um, synonymous to red. Like I, it was um, very mm. similar to I wish you would. Um, come on, abandonment issues is what I wrote down in my notes app. Yeah, yeah. Um, this vault is very me. I think I I have landed. I'll just say that I'm in my 1989 era now. That's beautiful. Like I was not sure, but yeah, I think we can. Yeah, it was funny because my friend had sent me her notes on all the songs, mm-hmm. and I got to "Say Don't Go," and she said "Very Avoidant Attachment," and I was like, "I, it, you are drinking yeah. right now." And like, I explained it to her in the morning. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is anxious, not avoidant." And I was like, funny. "Cool. Glad we got to the bottom of that because I was not sure what was up in your head." Yeah, but yeah, I I really like "Say Don't Go." It was my favorite. Mm-hmm vault song initially it's now my second favorite and oh. we'll get to we'll 
Okay. Well, okay. Do we want to say our rankings now? No, we're going to keep going through analysis. Okay. 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 And then I really like, now that we don't talk lyric, I wrote lyrics Mm. are camp. Like, it's so funny. The biblical references. Did you get anxious (laughs) on the way home? That made me cackle. Like, I think that one was my favorite when it just came to, like, deep cut just like what is wrong with you because those are the lyrics that will be going on my story right the mega yacht line come on (sighs) so um i've been seeing the little tiktok trend where you're making fun of your ex like um the acid rock and like replacing basically they'll take that first and they'll like replace it with things like um pretending you know that i like this and hanging out with all these people instead of or like i didn't want to be on the mega yacht and so um, I think that's been yeah. cute that people have latched onto that one really quickly and been like, yeah, and it's, same. It's so satisfying that it ends so abruptly because mm-hmm. that is exactly how it like feels. Yeah, because you don't talk anymore. So, yeah, it just it just you cut and it just feels so uncomfortable and wrong and you're like, wait, but where's the rest? Right. Where's the closure? And you don't get it. Ooh, situationship <laughs> coded. So Urban Legends didn't stick out to me in like any didn't way, shape, or form. I'm gonna be honest. Um, my one note. Yeah. Is I thought it was interesting that she said our mismatched star signs because mm. I listen. I know that she said in the booklet no shipping, right? So I'm not gonna say like this is about blah blah blah. Yeah, but it's interesting because the majority of people have been saying like the entire vault is about Harry Styles, but Aquarii and Sagittarius are very compatible. <laughs> Sorry, Aquarii and Sagittarii, Aquarius and Sagittarius. Yeah. Um what what she's not compatible with is a Taurus, mm. which is the sign of another hypothesized muse that happens to have removed a Alice in Wonderland tattoo after Wonderland mm. was released. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like it was a weird... I, she yeah. referenced the 50s again. That was my other note. Yeah, that is the thing that stood out to me the most like, when why I are first we, listened to it. Why is she in love with the 1950s? Can we tell her that there was world wars happening? Editor's note, I know that World War II ended in 1945. There were other bad things happening, though. My point still stands. Carry on. Okay. If I can go on the a quick little Diana Agron segment and we... we yeah, go ahead. I thought it was interesting because, yeah, the 1950s thing, it's inter- the one of the times she references the 50s is, like, saying, like, I, I'm, i like, rejecting this, you mm-hmm. know? And so I was like, that that's interesting. And the other thing that stood out to me was when she's talking about the reunion, the school reunion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, like, business does she have going to her high school reunion? But then I thought, you know who was playing a high school character on a show at this time? Mm-hmm. Miss Wonderland. <laughs> so I, 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 I just... Ooh. Who's to say? Not me. Yeah, not me. Um, And then, is it over now? So good. I think it had the best lyrics of the vault track. Yeah, literally hate the intro. It's Crack. way too long. It's the intro garbage. is really overstimulating. That's what not did made it not my favorite yeah. when it for, when I first heard it because yeah, I just I like felt it go up my spine. <laughs> it was not good. Um, but it's grown on me. Yeah, I, I really was listening to it. it like on repeat earlier today. I really really like the lyrics. Yeah, me too. But I just I literally you know on Spotify where you can like open up the lyrics and jump to different lines depending on yeah. where you want. I I open it up and I jump to the first line. You have the lyrics available. Yeah, it just came available today, I think. 
Um, oh, okay. So I will be terrorizing then. Beautiful. Um, love the line, I think about jumping off very tall somethings just to see oh you God. come running. Relatable. I get it. The most relatable she's ever been is... I pictured you with other girls in love and threw up on the street, and I think of jumping off very tall things mm-hmm. just to see you come running. Yep. The, she totally gets the delusional, like, I am going yeah. to cause problems just because I can. The the blue dress on a boat, gasping. I okay. was breathing heavily. You look for me in every model. If she's got blue eyes, you'll probably date her. It was. Have you seen that there are people on TikTok who are like, he probably dated Carly Claus. Oh, my God. I'm like... I'm going to take away all of your phone privileges. Thankfully, I have been off Twitter this weekend, and it's been really cleansing for me. I found... No, no, no. It was a TikTok oh. that made it onto Twitter. Oh, yeah. I didn't find that, unfortunately. Or fortunately. Um, fortunately. I found that immediately after things like this happen, I have to take a step back so I can have my yeah. own thoughts and emotions about it, especially when we come into these settings, because I don't want to keep yeah. quoting the internet back to our lovely listeners right. who are also on the but internet. also... I've come to notice, I feel like, and it might just be that we are, well, one, we know, a bit, like, probably more music technicalities mm-hmm. than the average Swifty, but also we just listen to music in a more passionate way than all, and listen to music in a far deeper, more intellectual way. I experience no, music like, on a deeper level. Because, like, a lot of the people who say that style sounds fine or better are like, it sounds the same. And I'm like, it really does not. Yeah. And also, even if I'm not, my biggest bone to pick isn't even the way that the guitar sounds. It's like the balance in the mix. Yeah. And that's just not something that a lot of people are going to pick up on. No. Because they just don't pay attention to the, Like, people are like, you guys like are nitpicking everything. I'm like, have you considered that style is in my top 10 favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time? And I just have listened to that song so much. I know every single detail about it. Like, that's yeah. the only reason why I've picked up on things. Right. And I think it's also just something that comes with time. And like you said, being in music. Like, we both grew up like playing piano and being in choir yeah. and like doing these different things where your whole job is to pick apart like what sounds right and like how the dynamics play into it and how Mm -hmm. different technicalities add or subtract to the musical experience um yeah and so it is interesting like like watching like watching lauren put songs together oh totally yeah like we've been around a lot of people who are really like i was in my (laughs) high school youth band and so we were writing songs and you know like it was important that the mix like i just have Mm -hmm. a little bit of experience in that world so um yeah it is interesting when people have literally no idea what any of that is and they come in into these conversations with you know like oh i you know it was beautiful it was fine i'm like okay valid enjoy your experiences i'm gonna be upset for 30 it's seconds and just like, like let me have boss it. meme hmm? like the guy who's like sad looking out the window yeah. and the guy who's happy it's like on one hand it's like wow the joys of enjoying music that passionately and that deeply but then also like the, the trauma of the having to know yeah, yeah. what's going on in a very detailed yeah. descript way. Yeah, I will say the other thing that I wrote down is the vault content was not shocking to me as yes. others have been. Like when the red vault came out, I was like, oh my God, I had no idea you had these thoughts. Same with um, Speak Now when Speak um, now. Castle's Crumbling I came out. You. I was like, huh? Yeah. This is how you were feeling? And this one I was like, no, yeah. I, I, I knew this. And I don't know if that's because like it's – more taylor was telling us more of these things already like as mm. she got older i think also you know she talks about in the prologue I mean, like the, her, jumping off very tall buildings i mean no it like was she, a little bit of a surprise yeah but uh you know 
so there's some things like that where you're like, oh, but like, I think overall thematically, I knew what was coming and I wasn't super shocked other than the Harry, very specific stuff because, and I'll, we'll get into this later, but, um, yeah. I, I think it might just have to do with her being older and it was a whole era of reinvention that she was like, I'm going to be a lot more honest in different ways. And, um, you know, her relationship with the media was changing. She was a lot more active on like Twitter and social media and we just got to see a lot more of her. Um, but I, yeah, I really wasn't like floored by anything that came out. I, so I think that red is her strongest fault to date. And I Mm -hmm. think I figured out why, at least for me is because the red vault had cohesion and variety Mm -hmm. balanced in a really good way. Like they, each of those songs sounds like they belong on red when it came out. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think speak now, um, like we had, I, I made you do that little activity last time, um, which that was literally three months ago. That's crazy. Um, where we were placing them on different mm-hmm. albums because like they fit so well onto different albums. Whereas I feel like Red was like there's something tying them together. Yet there's so much variety in the tracks. And even though I'm not like passionate about every song on the Red Vault, yeah, I still think that that's the strongest vault because there's so much. Like we have like. I mean, I'm not a country expert, so I won't say that it's, like, pure country, but, like, I Bet You Think About Me is a country song. Yeah. And Better Man is, like, country pop. Mm -hmm. And, like, we've got Nothing New, which is a little bit more indie. Yeah. Thank you, Phoebe. And then, like, the very first night is just pure pop. Yeah. Message in a bottle. Come on. Yeah. Message – yeah. There's just that – but they all have that quintessential red feeling. Totally. Whereas I feel like 1989, they're all too similar. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I mean, and that is a production thing with Jack, but also, like, a lot of them, they feel like they flow right into one another, mm-hmm. and, um, and, like, that's something I'll forgive Speak Now for, because I'm sure, like, obviously, when she had wanted to put them on the original album, they weren't all smack dab next to each other at the very end, Yeah. so maybe it would have sounded different when they were placed wherever she wanted to put them, Yeah. but 1989, it just feels like one or two big songs is the vault yeah and i wish that it had more distinct like yeah like we have we have like the belter that's is it over now and we have like the slow central i okay my thing the my bone to pick with slut is that it sounds fake sensual like it sounds like Mm. you know in middle school when you like get your first pair of victoria's secret underwear and you think you're sexy now but you're not because you're 12 (laughs) like that's what it feels like is like yeah she's put false god on the phone okay totally and i'm not even just talking about lyrics like that's just the like sonically it's not yeah mm. um (laughs) but yeah. It was also interesting to me that there weren't any features in this vault. Obviously, there was the Kendrick Lamar, like, Bad Blood remix, but that's not a new vault Which track. Why didn't she just put that on? I don't know. I don't know why it, that It's It's really wait. sus to me because, like, even, like, just having five vault songs was out of the norm, you know? Yeah. So, like, why didn't she? And, like, what, why is Sweeter Than Fiction not on streaming? Like, there's just yeah some interesting choices being made that i'm like is there something it's giving capitalist barbie reason for this there's money involved and i don't know where it's coming from but there's money on the track somewhere she's officially a billionaire now so like stop doing that girl you and me both okay harry styles i will start this conversation by saying i was not a swifty during 1989 because i was a directioner and so me too 
I was not really around or tracking it. And I totally thought Harry and Taylor total PR. So I knew the conspiracy theories. I knew the getaway car stories. Like I was aware. I was manifesting their breakup every day. Yeah. So I just like wasn't clocked in on it because I didn't care. (laughs) Like I didn't want them to be together. After experiencing this album again with the vault tracks, with the deep dive Haler stories, I'm convinced that Taylor Swift does not date for PR, which is a huge thing for me to be saying at this stage in life, because if you've remembered listeners for the past three weeks, I've been convinced that Travis Kelsey is a dud, and he might be. But I think given the Taylor that like we know, she doesn't do things for the spotlight because she already has the spotlight. And so I don't I don't think it was PR. I think she genuinely liked him i don't know how much she liked him and if she wanted him to be her boyfriend or if it was just a good fuck but i don't think it's pr i uh disagree and agree okay because i think that it very well could have started as pr and then like think of if you were a celebrity in a pr relationship with a very hot person would you be able to remain fake dating the whole time because i would be on there on day two asking what are we Fair um, enough. So I think it's very likely that she has these PR relationships and then she's like, oh, fuck, I actually do kind of like you. And then that's what makes it so much more devastating. But I think that's the interesting thing is they're not even working relationships. Like, she's not dating Taylor Lautner while they're filming movies together. No. You know, like, I think that's what gets me is there is no clear incentive until they are out publicly dating. And that's when we see them, like, cuddled up and kissing. And, like, I just – I – I think there is an added benefit to both parties and maybe they were pushed there by, you know, public relations professionals. Like if, there's this episode in the D'Amelio show where Charlie's going through a slideshow and she's like, here, Dixie, like, here's all the men I think you should date. And I think that would be like a funny picture or like you ever seen Princess Diaries 2 when they're trying to pick a husband mm-hmm. for Mia yeah. and they're like going through like a slideshow of like maybe that sort of thing happens where it's like they're pitching her boyfriends. But I genuinely think she is in love with them. Well, I do remember in 2014, like, before they started dating or before it was public, like, people kept saying, like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be iconic if they dated? Like, that'd be so interesting if they dated, blah, blah, blah. And so that's why, as a a 14-year-old, it was suspicious to me because I was, like, that just came out of nowhere, but also it came out of everyone's mouths. Right. Well, it's kind of like Travis Kelsey. Like, she didn't think about him until he went on a radio saying that, hey, I want to date you, and I wrote out my number on a friendship bracelet, you know? Yeah, which, but at the end of the day, we have to call it back to the reputation prologue where she says that we only know what she shows us. Totally. So, I I don't like how people, like, a bunch of people are like, guys, there's no way the vault about Harry, like, they dated for two months. And I'm like, okay. okay, do you know how emotionally devastating that is? Also, the way that I was tracking the fan theories, it seemed like a lot longer than that. Like, I don't think it was only two months that they were together. I Oh, I didn't finish reading. I, I was going to read that before we hopped on. Yeah, it was a really I, long time. The thing is, it's just, I, because, like, if we read a timeline of, like, Maddie Healy or, like, Joe Alwyn, like, these mm-hmm. are things that we were, like, conscious and, like, on the internet for. And yeah. there are some things where you can be like, that wasn't true or, like, that that tra- tracks or what. But with Harry, it's just, like, I can't remember. Like, I know we lived it, but just from a completely different standpoint. Totally. And I just can't. A lot of things I'm like, yeah, I could take your word for it, but also I don't know. <laughs> like, I just can't remember. Yeah. 
I have no idea. And all these interviews that I'm seeing where, like, they're talking about um, the two of them together. I'm like, what the heck? Like, are you kidding? Oh, yeah. This is 2000 and – anyways, it doesn't matter. But, like, so, yeah. I didn't ever track any of the One Direction's girlfriends unless they were, like – Oh, I did. Really serious. Like, I was really into, like, Liam and Danielle. Oh, yeah. I was really into yeah. Eleanor and Louie. Louie and Eleanor. Harry and Zane. And then after that, yeah. I was like, okay, now that the OGs are gone, I don't care. So um, yeah. that's a personal problem. So yeah, no, that's that's true. But the um, I don't. There's just a different atmosphere around mm. her and Harry. Like when they interact in person, like it's not like a her and Taylor Lautner where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for you. Blah, yeah. Blah. Like her and Harry truly act like coworkers <laughs> who enjoy each other's presence, and that's really interesting yeah. because if like hearing these songs like she does have i mean it's not the same level of anger that she has towards like the literal predators that she dated and rightfully so but like i don't know it, it's it like i if this is like if we take this at face valley and say like okay this is real like i i wonder like how long it also for my sake how long did it take for them to like get to that point where now they're speaking at the grammys and um uh, you, you know, like, it doesn't feel awkward. Like, it doesn't feel like they're exes, you know? I think it also has a lot to do with them both changing so much as people, too. Yeah. Like, I keep seeing that Discord a lot where it's, like, the Harry Styles that we're talking about in 2012 <laughs> is so, like, incredibly different. And, like, even Harry, like, since he's been a solo artist, like, he'll talk about, like, going out to parties and doing cocaine and, like, being this, like, crazy guy and, like, you know, having drunk nights with women and, like, doing terrible things to them. Like, he has acknowledged that, like, he is not perfect. But the thing that's so crazy about Harry is that his public image is so, like, I am your best friend. I am your internet mm-hmm. boyfriend. Keep like kindness. And so I think if I'm Taylor Swift, like, there's no reason for me to drag that image down. Like, it doesn't make any sense to pick a battle with somebody who will never present themselves as that anymore. You know, like, that's not his brand. Um, And so I think, I don't know, there's just no incentive there for her to, like, have beef and, like, fight with him at this stage in their life. I can only wish that all of your situationships become the internet boyfriends and you are also amicable yeah that's always the dream i guess but um and so and then the other thing is you know she's had really intense long-term relationships since then like if you've got beef with your high school boyfriend after dating somebody for seven years like that's a different issue you know like to be like 17 and taking advantage of by a 30 year old man versus like dating a frat boy for a couple months and realizing he was a terrible person like it's just a different kind of trauma too and again like we've seen harry do not a 180 but like he's really mm-hmm. done a lot with his life that's he's so just grown different up, yeah and yeah you know he's a queer ally he's out of his contract like yeah he's he's just different now and so i think there's just healing in watching people change, honestly. And I'm sure he can say the same for her where it's like she's not just like some hot blonde girl like going around and singing and dancing on stage. Like she's doing really intense album writing sessions in the woods and like reinventing her entire reputation. Like there's just a lot that's happened. So um, I can see why they're just coworkers and muses for each other now. Mm -hmm. Which I think it would be even more fascinating is like, well, I mean – I think, like, the number one thing people have been talking about with The Vault is, like, the lyrical parallels between yeah. Is It Over Now and From the Dining Table mm-hmm. by Harry Styles. And then, like, before that, like, the big thing was, like, Style and Perfect by One Direction. Mm-hmm. And I just think I 
like, just hypothetically, like, I want to, like, toy with the idea of, like, say, like, this wasn't serious and they are just using each other as muses. Like, Mm -hmm. they know each other, but they're using each other as, like, I think that's so, like, I know that there's other artists who've, like, done that and admitted they do that with each other. Mm -hmm. Um where, like, they, like, really like a concept or, like, a lyric from one, and so they, like, take that and make their own art off of it. Like, I think, like, regardless of if that is, I'm not saying that that's, like, definitively what happened, but, like, I just think that concept is really interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. if I was an artist, I would love to do that with someone. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it is, like, when you spend so much time with each other, you share, like, thoughts and words and phrases. Like, the more time I spend with different roommates, like, I pick up on their mannerisms and their vocabulary. And so I think there's also just something like that where it's, like, when you share life with somebody, you start to see the world the way that they do, too. So I think that's a really romantic notion where it's, like, okay, we've spent these really formative months together. We almost died in a snowmobile accident together. Like, let's, you know, it's okay to take inspiration from that. And that's something that he's even talked about in interviews where it's, like, you know, like, she's allowed to do that. I'm allowed to do that. That's just kind of how this whole thing works, so. Do you feel like Is It Over Now was too on the nose with, like, red snow, uh, red, I'm sorry, red blood, white snow, blue dress on a boat? Like It's so tailored, Those though. are very specific you know, moments that she knows the public knows. Yeah, but I think it gives all too well to me where it's, like, we know about the birthday party that he didn't show up to and we know about the scarf that's left behind like i think but do we know okay i was too young but do we know about the birthday party because that was like leaked or because of the moment i knew um from the moment i knew and then in the music video of all too well when she goes back to that moment so um but there's things like that where it's like she's told us very explicitly what's happened and we all just like no so maybe it's too on the nose maybe that's why she didn't release it because it was so specific Mm -hmm. um and maybe it is all pr and that's why but i feel like if it was pr that's the song you released that's the one that goes viral because everybody knows that you're talking about your ex i mean well i think the reason why is it over now didn't like the like the last like the nail in the coffin why that didn't get released is because it's too similar to out of the woods and she said that like they do play off of each other yeah and ultimately, like, they chose Out of the Woods over Is It Over Because I feel like if she released Is It Over Now and then Out of the Woods was the vault song, people would be like, oh, my gosh, this is about vehicular manslaughter. And then people would be asking if that one was too on the nose. Like, right. It might just be a different room. flip conversation. Yeah. Who's yeah. to say? Not us. What songs, like, uh, like re-records do you think were the strongest and which ones were you most disappointed by? I really liked um, I Know Places. That was one that I wasn't yes. expecting to like quite as yes. much. Um, and then, yeah, I think I'm just going to join the the chorus and say style was bad. And I also didn't really like Welcome to New York, but I never have liked Welcome mm. to New York. I've never liked so it. So it, it didn't I think it really sounds hurt my better feelings. better now, but there's not really much you can – it's I, it's the same deal with Girl at Home where, like, there's yeah. not much you can do to that song to make me like it. And that's just that. Like, it's okay to not like everything. Like, I've been saying, like, yeah, how you get the girl. I was never meant to be friends with her. You know, like, it's. I'm glad she's here. I'm glad she's at the party. I'll say hi. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't have any interest in, like, speaking with her. I want sharing a drink. So, yeah. I, I mean, I will start off and say that I, this isn't, like, this has, 1989 has always been a no-skip album for me. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll just start on the track, too. But, like, at, like. <laughs> 
I there's nothing where I'm like this is unbearable. I can't listen to this. Totally. So so there's nothing like I'm I'm like I used to not like the song and now I do. But like I know places got such a good upgrade. Like yeah, just, that's one where like the echoiness yeah. of the re-records really works. Yeah, I really loved the um, vocal mix on it. Like I feel like we now just have the technology that she wanted. Like she wished she could have used back then. Yeah, which is interesting um, because in Speak Now we are like she now has the vocals she's always wanted to use, and now it's like you can produce this in the ways that you wanted to. Yeah. And then, okay, Clean and You Are In Love, I think, are the best re-records she's ever done. Oh, um, that's huge. And maybe it's just that I wasn't as fam- I I wasn't, like, I'd, I'd never really listened to Fearless, like, mm-hmm. after I, like, grew up. So, I don't know, maybe there are some there that are, like, really, on, like, really done well, but I just, like, don't know. But, like, I think at its best, a re-record should make you, like... <sighs> reminisce the former one but like make it easy to let go of mm-hmm. like it's it feels like a, a good per, like evolution like a handoff a huge jump you know you are yes, you're the exactly. elementary school and I, in the drop-off line at school yeah. and it's it's or an easy handoff race. yeah you were a divorced clean, child between two cars and the wendy's parking lot and they're one in the same um i think that yep. clean got a really good upgrade because like for it sounds crisper and cleaner mm-hmm. But it's also so- uh, cleaner. But it also just sounds so reminiscent and like nostalgic. Like I think that it really captures the energy yeah. of it, and it really just feels like the grown up. Like yes, this is something that was really painful, and now like through this writing process, I am able to process it. And you're in love is just so beautiful. I think that one was like she didn't do too much to it. She didn't do mm-hmm. too little to it. Like I think that was just really well done. Um, yeah, style, I have beef with. We talked about that earlier. It's a production issue. Mm-hmm. Christopher Rowe, When I Find You. Um, yeah, why did she get a country producer to do that? I don't know why. Um, and style is just, like, it's so dear to me, but, like, it's fine. I'll get over it. Um, I Wish You Would is also, like, missing something. It mm-hmm. is a problem with the guitars again, but I feel like not only just that the guitar sounded different, but it, like, is less full. Like, it, it sounded kind of flat. Hollow, not mm-hmm. flat, like, note-wise, but it just wasn't as three-dimensional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and New Romantics, I don't have any bones to pick except for the children. <laughs> kind uh, of a weird, yeah. Uh, uh. It was very interesting. Yeah, 1980 is never my favorite album, and it's not a bad album, but it's very much like a, I pick the singles for my playlists, and so hmm. it it will do what it needs to do moving forward, you know? I've seen so many people be like, oh my god, all you had to do is stay, it got stay. such an upgrade, and I'm like, it actually sounds the same, you guys just didn't listen to it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, hot take. Um, We gotta move on, because we're getting long on time uh, here. I know. Um, Overall rating, how many Yelp stars? Uh, like, as a re-record or as an album? Yes. Okay. Like, 8.6? Mm. That's good. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'd give it, like, an 8. Yeah. Yelp stars are out of nice. 5, but one's for 10. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> one's for 10. Okay, okay. And then it's, then it's, uh... A 4.3. Three. Yeah, and a 4. So that's pretty good. I can follow that review. Yeah. Um. Okay. What 
I think this is our pop culture moment. Of yeah, the week. but also on November 11th, Timothy Chalamet and Boy Genius are going to be on SNL. Ah, love. Dream come true. This is what dreams are made of. Um, I've been watching the D'Amelio show, and the most recent mm-hmm. episode was called I Hate Charlie D'Amelio, and it's really funny because it's about her hating her brand image and, like, wanting to go off to college mm-hmm. and, like, be a normal – like, they're building a swing set during the episode because she's like, I never had a swing set as a child, and so I'm going to, like, heal my childhood wounds. And I kind of love that, like, angle of Charlie D'Amelio. Mm-hmm. I've been using the light blue heart emoji because of 1989. That's really cute. Um, the pumpkin's in my recent because it is October 29th as we're recording this. Oh, pop culture moment of the week. Don't forget to vote because by the time we release this, you will have a few days left to send in your mail-in ballots. So, because election day is Why November. Why did they not give me my ballot? Seventh. Did you update your address? I got two the- ballots on accident. Yes, I did. I did. Well, you can have one I did when ballots. I fixed my license. Okay, well, we're going to have to investigate that. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, don't forget to vote, everybody. Do your civic duty. Um, but I have a pumpkin and a goose in my most recent emojis. Oh, oh uh, yes. What about your stuffed animal moment? Um, I washed the sheets yesterday, so they have new sheets. Oh, that's beautiful. I put Oliver in his um, October jammies, and so now he's officially... Um, spooky and ready for Halloween. Are you doing anything for the actual Halloween? No, but office is closing early. Oh, cute. Um, I might f- dress up and take a picture so people think I went out. <laughs> That's but cute. now I've spoiled that, so I'm not doing that anymore. But it'll be recorded two days or released two days later, so they'll have to listen all the way through to know. That's true. Um, you can help me brainstorm. We're having a costume contest in the office and I'm trying to pick a costume that I can both walk to work in and not mm-hmm. like hate my life in while I'm in the office. So. A far- um, a cowboy? I could do the cowboy. A farmer? I could be a farmer. Haley was saying I could wear her cow pants if I wanted. I was thinking yeah. I could do like a Mean Girls inspire. Like I bought this pink cardigan and so I could wear like a black skirt and my pink cardigan and be Regina George or something like sort of maybe like Pam from the office or something basic hmm vampire oh classic I just can't like schedule any on-camera interviews because I can't like show up (laughs) I was also thinking I do like a Britney Spears like a white button up and a black skirt well hit me baby one more time. <laughs> that would be funny. Wouldn't it? Office hit me one more time. Yeah, but like corporate version. Or I could do yeah. Harry Potter, I guess. That'd be funny. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. Anyways. Um what are you gonna dress up as if you do dress up? Cowboy. Yeehaw. It's literally the easiest. It's yeah. so classic. And it's comfortable too. That's the other thing. Sometimes Halloween costumes yeah. just like are not fun to stand in. Yeah. Well, also, um, Muna has this music video where they, like, dress up as cow, like, like, it's, like, drag in the sense that they're cowboys, like, mm. they have, like, mustache and stuff. Yeah. So, I'm, like, that would be funny. That would be really funny. Um, I had an idea. I'm, like, next time, next time, if there's ever another time that we're all together for Halloween, you know the Dairy Girls episode where they're the Spice Girls? Yeah. I would love to be the Dairy Girls as Spice Girls because that's, like, layered. Yeah. And also, like, they canonically, like, there is, like, at least one of them is doing drag doing that. So I'm like, any ratio of 
people could work gender wise like is fine like it's yeah yeah i love that that's so fun um any parting thoughts closing words um leave jack antonoff alone he's going through a hard time is he no, he's not. I, well, uh, he's just getting blamed for everything that Christopher Rowe did. So true. Um, Jack Antonoff is not the only culprit in this crime. No. Point point no. your guns at we multiple just, people. I don't have an issue with him. We just need more variety. So, like, I totally agree. Where did they put Aaron Dessner? Or just literally any other producer. Like, Bring back Real Instruments 2023. Yeah. 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 So what do we think Who's is going to be the next record? Are we thinking reputation? Reputation. Okay. Yeah. I just want debut. I know you do. <sighs> Can't live. But like are this. you scared at all for debut? Oh, totally. With the amount of like yeah. techno synth that's being thrown into 1989, <laughs> I'm petrified for what they're gonna do to debut. I just whoever made I bet you think about me. I need that whole team yep. in there and yep. no one else. Um, and or or Babe, that was pretty good. Um, anyways, but I I'm excited for debut. Um, vault because we know so many of her like unreleased old songs and so I think that'll be really fun to like hear She's her sing. Gonna pick all of them is the thing. I don't know. Like we learned that with Speak Now. Yeah, which is fine. Like she doesn't need to do all of them, but I think it'll be just fun to hear her sing them. I want I'd lie. And I think also like the amount of rage that she had at sixteen, it'll be beautiful to like have those albums. Like, but she didn't put in her nineteen-year-old rage in Speak Now. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, if Reputation doesn't have any rage in it, that's going to be a different issue, you know? <sighs> the thing is, it's only, like, three songs that need it. The rest are, like, mm. <laughs> And if nothing else, we have the Eras tour. We have the term. Don't blame me for what you made me. 